Welcome to the smartest guy in the room. Good morning, everyone. It's Sunday. It's fun day. Matt Smith, Jerry Dempsey. What's going on, Matt? Uh, first of all, good morning. Start of another week. Sunday. A lot of people get the Sunday scaries. Uh, what is that? It's... A feeling of unease, I guess, on Sundays, you know, I used to get them when I was a kid growing up uh, and my parents, this is back in the day when there were really only three television networks, there was no cable and everybody had 60 minutes on and you would hear the, the ticking of that 60 minutes, uh, stopwatch at the beginning of the program and i remember it would give me anxiety because uh it would immediately trigger this reaction that holy shit the weekend's coming to an end and school starts and and uh my daughter always talks about the sunday scaries you know the weekend coming to the end and the you start getting uptight because you gotta wake up monday morning and it's another week of uh work stress and you know interesting i don't really have much reason to get the sunday scaries anymore but uh kind of conditioned that way so i think i probably still get them that is conditioning i mean not necessarily looking to be contrarian with you but another way of looking in the at that is I remember kind of being happy on Sunday night because we would watch um, the Disney show. There'd always be some kind of Disney movie. Oh, The Wonderful World of Disney was a program when we were growing up. I remember watching that and just thinking that Monday I could go to school and get the fuck away from my family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I think you grew up in a different environment. (laughs) (laughs) It's all relative, man, to your surroundings, I guess. I guess, you know, uh, yeah, I I guess it is. And that's a good point. Um, But it's funny. I I hear talk more and more lately about the Sunday scaries than I used to. Uh, um, I don't know. Maybe it's just the company I keep. Who knows? I don't like when the weekend ends, though, you know. I I would rather have, uh, I'd, I think, you know, I'm hearing more and more talk about them changing the, uh, work week to four days. Uh, various companies are talking about going to a four day work week. Apparently I know my wife's company, uh, has been talking about it. I think it's a good way, you know, more and more businesses want to get, people back into the office and away from remote work. Uh, I think a good trade-off would be, you know, businesses offering a four-day work week to their employees. But uh, I wonder if they did, if if Sunday scaries would still be a thing. I don't know. It's a lot of process there, and uh, I don't want to use any of my cognitive biases to form an opinion. Ooh, that is a a segue. That is such a subtle segue into our 
discussion today. And well, actually, the only thing, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean, uh, even even the beginning of our discussion is kind of a segue into what we're talking about today, because as you were uh, suggesting, your environment, you know, shapes your attitude, and you couldn't wait to get to school to get away from your family. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, there's a lot I could say right now, uh, but I guess I'll try to focus on what's closest at hand which is you know most of us sadly enough uh spend a lot of our time avoiding things we don't like versus chasing after or pursuing the things we do like and want i often scratch my head and wonder if that's even true i've read it somewhere on a maybe a fortune cookie or something (laughs) what do you mean so we we spend our time avoiding people tasks uncomfortable experiences perhaps just like like what i just said like i couldn't wait to get to school because i didn't want to be at home you know getting yelled at or whatever the heck was going on at my place and you were like had trepidation these sunday scaries of oh crap i gotta go to work i gotta get and do all these things whatever it is that troubles you that's causing that sunday uh, feelings of whatever. Is it the fear of the unknown? Is it fear of it's going to be boring? I mean, there's something there that you don't want to deal with. So you're trying, you know, so you probably think of ways like, well, I'll get this shit done and then I can go meet Jerry for lunch and drink a beer at, at some restaurant. Like I used to think like that, like, I can't wait to get to lunch cause I'm going to go hang out with my favorite customer, you know, but I have to go meet with my shitty customer first. So I, I would actually, as a salesman, try to set my days up like that where i knew like my last meeting would be with one of my cooler customers and i'd probably take him for a drink somewhere we'd talk about work and laugh about things and and it wouldn't seem like work yeah it's funny you say that i i set my entire day up every single day uh to i guess get things out of the way that i i i would rather not do yep so i could kind of slide into the rest of the day or is that how most people are taught though because i was always taught to get the shitty shit done and then you do like the fun part after it's like dessert after eating your green beans or some shit (laughs) no i mean i I would always very consciously you know i would always take a very late lunch every day at work because that way when i came back from lunch i wouldn't have many hours left left in the day and you know freedom so to speak was would be you know at my fingertips uh Mm. quicker than if i came back from lunch at one at one o'clock and still had four hours left in the day i'd rather like take lunch at 1 30 and you know come back and have two and a half hours left well that makes sense yeah so everything is everything uh I probably do approach life as uh, spending more and more of my time thinking about about avoiding what I don't want to uh, deal with, but inevitably have to, rather than just, uh, so you're saying that interferes with our, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, with our, our just drive to uh, go after and concentrate on on what we want. 
Well, I think it's just, you know, everything boils down to our basic fight or flight tendencies. You know, we talked about the old limbic system the other day, which, you know, lizard brain, whatever. <laughs> We're all lizards at the, the end lizard of the day. Lizard brain. Yeah. That's a great I'm, name for a band. I'm the lizard, lizard brain. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, avoiding pain is quite valuable, right? If you're thinking about basic survival, pain usually could lead to death. And, uh, well, <clears throat> you know, and pleasure is something that we can put off, you know, like, oh, yeah, I know. I know that's good. And I can I'm going to put myself like you just walked us through the whole thing in, in a kind of parallel way. But, you know, you get the, the shit you hate to do. You do the things you got to do to get to the things you want to do. Right. And whatever whatever your ideal is, if it's just laying on the couch eating popcorn and watching soccer or playing with your dog or like me playing with my kids or whoever knows whatever else I do, you know, I mean, you have to, I guess at some point we, we learn to face the shitty things and, and, and kind of change our mindset and say, try to enjoy them. Right. When, like you think about people that forced labor even as much as like military guys or, you know, the old movies where like all the slave guys are rowing on a ship underneath the ship and it just looks awful, <laughs> but they're singing some song to make themselves happy <laughs> while they're rowing the ship. <laughs> Imagine being one of those guys. <laughs> I wonder if they get the Sunday scaries. Oh, I got to gotta row the fucking ship again. I don't know. I wonder if they get PTO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So. But like, so it's interesting. I started, you know, I hear it all the time in the media, and I'm going to do our best not to talk about certain politi- political and all that stuff. It's such an easy itch to scratch, I suppose. But like, but you hear terms like, Oh, that's just your confirmation bias or, you know, uh, you just hear things that reinforce what you already think you want to believe. You know, and it, I hear it all the time from all people. And so obviously me, like I'm a little journeyman. I like to take wandering walks in my brain. So I started looking into it and I'm like, oh, there's a lot there from a psychology point of view. I remember saying this to somebody one time. I got me in a little bit of trouble. Um, I said, and I said it really jokingly because I read an article in The Onion, which is always one of my sources. <laughs> um, that stereotypes save time. <laughs> so I said that when drinking with a bunch of people. And it was a mixed um, rainbow of people in, in this group. And there were people that laughed and there were people that didn't think it was funny at all. (laughs) And I did not mean it in an offensive way. I just, because I'd read it uh, in the onion and obviously it scratched my confirmation bias itch. Uh, But anyway, I'm dragging on. So save me. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't hear much about confirmation bias as much as I hear about 
implicit bias. Uh, that's the new. I haven't uh, even heard that one. Well, I mean, it's it's a, it's similar to confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is when you take, you know, new information or information that enters your uh, purview at the moment, and you think that it confirms your existing thoughts on an issue. And implicit bias is kind of along the same lines. It's 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 unconscious thoughts that we all have that affirm, you know, stereotypes. And and it's it's implicit bias is actually uh becoming more and more of a resource in the workplace. Um, it's a, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of, in the workplace now, you, like the state mandates sexual harassment uh, uh, awareness training. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if it's a mandate, but more and more businesses now are making their employees go through implicit bias awareness training right <clears throat> and i imagine it 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 has to do with you know like everything else in america uh defending yourself or cutting down on lawsuits in the workplace uh <clears throat> but you know employee uh, more or more businesses are requiring implicit bias awareness training. And, and I've had to go through it twice. You know, I went through it with my last job right before I retired. And then, uh, I eventually went back to work during my retirement and my employer had to, uh, uh, you know, it, it required me to require all new employees to go through it. And I looked at it with a jaundiced eye, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, more training, more bullshit. But um, I in, in the train in the videos, like it's themselves that you like have to watch or the the bullshit tests that you have to take, you know, uh, during these trainings, they're hokey and they're a pain in the ass. And they're you, you, like everything in the workplace that's forced upon you, you kind of like approach it with a, a bad attitude but i i have found it kind of valuable when i remove myself from the workplace and uh i go through life and so like implicit bias is you know it's it's pretty it, it's simple i think everybody knows what it is and everybody has it and it doesn't make us racist or, or bad people but like it's the preconceived notions that you know you're you have in your mind where you like associate things like criminality with the black population or, you know, uh, terrorism with the Middle East, with the people from Middle Eastern descents. And it's just these pre preconceived notions that you have that are developed is just part of our environment. Right. And, you know, it shapes how you communicate with people or might react to them on the street or, you know, it creeps into... Uh, I've done a lot of reading on it, actually. Uh, it creeps into the way healthcare is delivered or, you know, real estate, uh, how people go and buy real estate. It's just something that's there. And uh, 
I don't know, but I do know for a fact that implicit bias awareness training is uh, becoming commonplace now in our workplaces. You know, I'm listening to you, and the whole time, what I keep hearing is conformity bias. Like, and, and hear me out. So these companies are putting on this training, and I have not been through this training. I was through, uh, it was very fashionable maybe a decade ago to do the Myers-Briggs, you know, introvert, extrovert, and then we did something about micro inequities and what yeah. constitutes that. Um, that was big and very fashionable. But conformity bias, you know, peer pressure, fear of rejection, wanting to be part of a group. I mean, nobody wants to be in isolation. And, you know, I'll, I'll use the old um, Eagles reference. Um, let's just say I really enjoyed the song Hotel California, whether it's, you know, the Spanish version or the other one. <laughs> So and right just, now we're dealing we're dealing in fiction because nobody with a fucking you know well just like ever don't really ruin my joke before I even get a chance to, to water it okay <laughs> what a fucking terrible band <laughs> but listen to me let's just say I'm a I'm a seventh grader back in 1979 or 80 whenever that was and I started a new school and for you know my older brother was a crazy Eagles fan. And, you know, but and I casually enjoyed Hotel California, the only song that I liked. The rest of them I thought were garbage. But then I came to my school where everybody hated the Eagles, and they actually burned an effigy of, you know, <laughs> of Don Henley at the pep rally. Would I tell people that I like, the question comes to, would I tell people that I actually like Hotel California? I'd probably keep that to myself. You get my point? But if Everybody's... I had an older brother who listened to them constantly and they were constantly on the radio, I might be, I mean, it doesn't, I don't know how it fits into confirmation bias, but definitely fits into brainwashing. <laughs> I could have been brainwashed into liking the Eagles <laughs> until I, I heard another are, tequila sunrise and tried to jump out my basement window. <laughs> most people are brainwashed into liking the Eagles. This was a bad example because nobody no, should a good example. Because it's funny. <laughs> well, I mean, how how is how is uh, conformity bias? Because I might I might say I hate the Eagles, it, depending on who I want to fit in with. Like I, I could be like a Jekyll and Hyde character, and when I'm with my older brother, I'd be like, oh, I really love, uh, you know, <laughs> what's a really gay song? <laughs> Witchy woman. <laughs> And then when I go to school, I'm like, fucking Eagles are gay. <laughs> well, the the conf conformity bias, though, is is conscious and implicit bias is unconscious. So I don't, they're not really the same. Well, unless you're, now you're unless, you sound very um, like psychology based when you say that. You know, well, like there's I'm using my brain. Our, well, yeah, but part of our psyche, you know, there's this thing psychiatrists called the shadow right and i don't know a lot about it and i'm obviously no psychiatrist but it's like uh it's part of your personality that you're not real proud of but it's still there you know it wants things and you have to like 
kind of hide it from the world. So, yeah. I mean, I might hide my love of the Eagles. Which you should. Yeah. Or I should try to get therapy as to why I would like shitty music in the first place. Which you should. <laughs> I mean, but there's not, not enough, you know, go ahead. There's not enough people who, who hide their love of the Eagles. Well, admitting that you're wrong is a very painful experience. Not a lot of people are prepared to do it. You know, I think back to a TV show you and I watched when we were little kids, um, you know, Happy Days, right? right? What if they weren't that happy in the first place? And then the fucking dude, the anti-hero, probably the first time you, people like me and you were introduced to the idea of an anti-hero was the father, right? He was going to cheat on the test, but the bird crapped on his test. So he couldn't cheat. And then, you know, then he was like, he couldn't say he was wrong. Remember that episode? He couldn't even say it. He couldn't admit that he was wrong. So how that many of actually, us have trouble? That was huh? a running gag throughout the, the the series where he would always say, I was... Did you notice that the Fonz, you know, in the early episodes, you know... That episode where he was cheating on the test. That was a very, very early episode. As the yep. show went on, he became like more. Uh, he he was like less of a badass, you know, or more. He was less of a outsider. Right. You know, he was. I don't know. Anyway, we're getting off track. But yeah, I don't want to talk about the Fonz. Our, our younger <laughs> listeners would not know who we were talking about. I mean, and exactly. we have so many younger listeners in the 17 to 32. Uh, well, it's been picking up, but these are the kids that need to recognize that the our overlords know all these things. And this is how these are manipulation tactics. They prey on our cognitive biases to manipulate our minds. Well, who, who are you about. speaking about specifically? The they people, the shadow government, the smoking man. <laughs> <laughs> what was that show called? I can't even remember it anymore. The X-Files. About? Did you ever watch yeah. the X-Files? They had the smoking man. <laughs> he I ran really the shadow watch... government. No, I don't really watch programs. But you're are you saying that society capitalizes on our... Our, uh, I mean, whoever makes the most money has the most power. And, you know, I'll, I could just say the media, the media whores. But I think that's different. I mean, I, I think you're right. But I think that's different than than, you know, implicit bias awareness training. Uh, I don't know. I think I think it's good to. Uh, well, a company is motivated to not have lawsuits and discord, right? They don't want discord in their forces. So, you know, I mean, when when I was early in my sales career, we took negotiation training. We took all kinds of uh, social-based trainings to be better, you know, trusted advisor, right? I remember when that word hit the street and it was like the hot, shiny penny term. I'm your trusted advisor. I mean, I remember we used to say, and then I walked into a car to buy a car and the guy's like, I just want to be your trusted advisor. 
I mean, I felt like kicking him in the fucking teeth, right? I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm just going to buy a car. You just stand there and take my order, like like you're at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I... I see, I mean, I, I, I can't argue that the motivation on the part, the part of employers uh, isn't exactly pure. You know, it's not, you know, it's, it's some private sector company isn't worried that, you know, isn't, isn't trying to make us all live in harmony. They're, they're, these trainings are forced upon them and it's, it becomes uh, something that they have to, you know, check off their list in order to protect themselves. On the other hand, you know, stepping away uh, from your bad attitude about having to go through the training and, you know, approaching it from like, hey, you know, this this is information that I never really thought about before. And it's helping me see the perspective of communities that otherwise might not understand their perspective. That's helpful. That's helpful and just become right, a better person. So wait a minute. Put a finer, put a little more meat on that bone. You've been through this training twice. What would you say are like your top either aha or just like, oh, that's good. I'm going to try to use that in my life. You got any of those? It just, I think it's just made me more aware of my attitudes, you know, my, my otherwise, uh, uh, unconscious attitudes that I have toward, you know, certain populations like the, you know, there, there's the whole white people hate hearing about, and I'm, I'm, there's a reason I'm bringing it. Well, there's the reason I'm, is twofold. One's because it fits into our conversation too, because I found something very funny on the street yesterday. But, uh, you know, people, white people hate hearing about white privilege. And, you know, they'll, they'll talk about like, well, you know, there's no, I grew up poor, you know, and there's, so, you know, I had to work hard for everything I got. That's not really what white privilege is. And pe people won't, people don't, People don't like to consider their perspective of, you know, other races or communities that they know nothing about. And, you know, white privilege has nothing to do with what it really has to do with is just you're inherently giving uh, the benefit of, of the doubt, you know, by society because of the. Uh, Not if you're black. <laughs> well, right, exactly. You know, I, no, mean, I mean, like as a white guy, if I was walked into a theater uh, and it was like ninety percent black people, I don't know that I'd be giving any benefit of any doubts. <laughs> I might be in trouble. <laughs> well, your your implicit bias would first of all keep you from those. Would probably keep you from that neighborhood. I mean, this actually happened to me, so. On I want purpose? to see a movie. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a movie. I'm not going to remember it. But the movie was basically about something that happened in the South where white guy, like, raped this young black woman and then the black people were mad and then ended up, the whole town of black people got burned to the ground. 
It was, it was not a very happy movie. People got burned to the ground? Yeah, I'd have to look it up. You're catching me way off guard. But I went to this movie with uh, my cousin. And him and I were literally the only white people in this movie theater. <laughs> and, and, I mean, the looks we got were fairly, I'd say, ranging from intimidating to I got to get the fuck out of here before I get beat up or something worse. Yeah. Wow, you're so oppressed. <laughs> uh, well, then that wasn't my point. You know, my point was simply it was an experience, one experience that I definitely didn't let, uh, you know, broad stroke paint my opinion of black people. If anything, I understood maybe a little bit more about black people as a as a group or as a subculture, society, whatever you want to call it. Um, so if anything, watching the movie made me, gave me more empathy for the plight of the black person, for lack of a better term. At the same time, it made me very aware that this, they might view white people as the evil one. So well, I, I mean, walked again, away from that more educated, in my opinion. It come again, it, 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 it's, I guess what I benefit, where I benefited from a train at these trainings is as much as I was had a bad attitude toward going through them was it's just always helpful to understand the perspectives of other people, you know? And, but, uh, so I know we're not talking about this person today, but I, I, um, I was downtown. I went out to dinner last night with, uh, some people. And when I walked out of the establishment, <laughs> My wife looked down on the street and there was a like a credit card on the street. Turned out it was a fake credit card. But the name of the credit card, and I have it in front of me. I don't know if you can see it there, because <laughs> it was it it was the white it's it's called it looks just like a regular credit card, but it's a mock credit card. It's got like an account number and everything else, but it's called the your what it's called the white privilege card. And underneath it, it says white privilege card trumps everything. Member since, and it says birth good through, it says good through death. The card holder's name on it is Scott free. And the back of it says this card grants its bearer happiness and success because it's the color of your skin and not the choices you make that determine your abilities to be successful. So I don't necessarily agree with the back. I think that uh, the choices you make do uh, dictate whether you're going to be successful or not. But again, uh, white privilege, and we're not talking about white privilege today, but uh, that has more to do with being given the benefit of the doubt than it does success. But anywho. Very interesting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think bias in general gets a lot of bad press. Like I said, like the way I started this with the whole, that's your confirmation bias. You're just looking for information that backs up what you already think, you know, and isn't confirmation bias a big factor. I, not to derail you, but that's how you defined it you know, define it by backing up information that you already think, you know, 
hasn't that isn't that what happened to the, the media and our consumption of the media is that we're looking for confirmation bias well there's this i'm looking at more from the psychology of why humans in general probably the animal kingdom has it because it's based in our psychology it's based in you know our whole struggle to survive and then thrive on top of that yeah right so i'm not necessarily you know you look for it in different areas of our lives which can be an interesting conversation like the white privilege component but at the same time the more I guess where I'm trying to take this conversation or where I'd like to see it go is recognizing that in ourselves and then coming to the idea of, well, is what I'm doing good and should I keep doing it? When I used to do sales, I used to have to do these quarterly business reviews with customers. And a lot of them were like fucking goat rodeos where they were just awful. So I kind of came up with a solution called the three things solution based on my good hero, Jimmy V. If you don't know Jimmy Valvano, it doesn't matter. But rule of three. So I would start off my my review saying, you know, what are the things we've been doing that we got to keep doing? Like good things, right? That's one. Two, what are the things that are stupid that we need to stop doing? That's two. And three would be, what is the shit we haven't thought about that we could be doing that would make things better? And that, you know, the last being like the fun part of like, you know, you were in a think tank that more of like a, like a session where ideas get shared, talk about them. And you think of new creative ways of either, you know, advancing your business or doing better things getting more out of with less blah 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 so when i think when i come across something like confirmation bias i look at myself and go how does my confirmation bias hurt me and we could use the white privilege if i go around immediately every time i hear it going fuck that white, white privilege isn't real it's made up by the media to make black and white people and Latinos and everyone else hate each other and be jealous and envious of each other or playing on our emotions. There could be some truth in that, but then I have to what? Do my research. <laughs> That's like the, if you, word of God, if you could statistically pull what people yell at each other on the internet, like every day, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, it's where's your citation? Where is your research? <laughs> no, you do the research. <laughs> so it's like, you know, everyone, uh, and it just goes from there. Like, I'm on this group, Christians versus Atheists, and it's so dumb. But I just, like, I stay on it just to see what people are saying. And it goes back and forth. Like, you can't prove that God doesn't exist. <laughs> it's like, well, that's, <laughs> sure, I can't. <laughs> Might as well believe in the Sasquatch at that point. <laughs> Can't prove, you know, you ever see that T-shirt? Sasquatch is like winning hide and hide and go seek since 1600 or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you started off that uh, that's that 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 segment there talking about how, you know, 
you use information to realize things about yourself and to, to change uh, the behaviors that are detrimental uh, either yep. to you or other people. I mean, I guess, I guess that's what I take away from these trainings, being more aware of that and trying to, trying to change my bad behaviors. And, you know, so, I mean, ultimately, you know, I think it's a good thing. Um, sure. You know, the problem is just the way these things are delivered to you, like, you know, businesses requiring you to do this and it's really about protecting themselves or, you know, uh, it's just, it's, you know, people, especially Americans have this innate reaction where they will just get their back up about, you know, they don't like to be told things. They don't like to have things forced upon them. I don't know how you come to these things though. Naturally, if they aren't thrust into the, you know, public, uh, into the public's awareness. So I don't know what the answer is to that. Um, but you know, once you put aside the defensiveness, I think all these things can, if you stop and consider them and think about it, if you do it in an honest way, you know, it can help you be a better person, I think. And I think that's just at the end of the day, no matter what your politics are or whatever else, isn't that really the goal? Just just trying to not be a dick. <laughs> well, and I agree with you. Um, and I think that's where I was trying to go initially. Like, you know, scientists, when people say follow the science. Scientists are always trying to prove themselves wrong. That's what the whole point of a hypothesis and experiment, right? You learn that in like second grade. So, I mean, we lose that ability because no one likes to be wrong. Like the Fonz, we covered that. So, you know, being, knowing that you're wrong or proving yourself wrong or some kind of belief you may have had or for whatever reason you developed it, that takes a lot of strength. You know, and that's, I brought up uh, in psychology, you know, like the um our shadow and and a lot of people go to therapy because they have an internal conflict and they they can't face themselves you know and um when i I, i'd gone to therapy and i remember talking to my therapist about um i don't know it's a robert frost poem it's like Mm -hmm. the road the road not taken road less traveled road not taken and I made like a an analogy saying, yeah, the road most people don't take is the journey inward to really understand who the fuck they are. Yeah. You know, why you think something or why you may be wrong in certain beliefs. You know, a lot of people like us that were raised Catholic, it's not like you chose to be a Christian or chose to be Catholic. All that stuff was kind of, you know, spoon fed to you. At some point you rejected parts of it. What you know, again, we don't have to get into that too much, but it took you a lot, it takes a lot of strength. And I know a lot of people that would will never leave the religion, you know, because they're just not, they don't want to face any facts that that go against what they already think they believe, and it's painful. So, I mean, for me, it's waking up to some of this stuff and and just having another conversation with myself and looking at some of these things trying to you know i'll put it this way 
you know, I'm not really a political person. I feel like it's political sides get forced on a lot of people. I've even seen conversations where people are like, you have to take a, sa- a stand. You have to take, you know, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. You know, and all those cute little phrases. I was like, well, maybe I don't. Maybe I don't have enough information to want to. Or maybe I think all of it sucks. You know, it's, it's really, it's hard to, to face a bias that you may, that may be in, you know, like you said, like, if you were to tell me in a real setting, you have, you're just successful because you're white privilege. Not that you would do that, but somebody might. Yeah, I you understand. Know. I understand why it's, why we're dicks, you know, it's because it's easier. It's just easy to be a dick, you know, it's because you naturally want to protect yourself and you naturally want to make sure that people aren't getting over on you and telling you how to live your life. And, and, you know, you're, you, people don't want to by and large admit that they might be wrong or that admit that they, they don't have the knowledge they need for a particular situation that I think all that is just kind of like survival, but I guess where I am fed up with American culture is that we seem to be almost proud that we're fucking stubborn dicks. And I just want to be like, you know, I I kind of I kind of assume that I'm wrong about a lot. And I just, you know, I, I want I'd like to step back and just think like, you know, hey, I never considered that perspective before. And I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of at fault, you know, in a lot of my thinking and you know, I I should just try to be just a better human. So I don't know. <laughs> wow, wow, I wow. I think you're a better human. So, you know, and I knew you a long time ago. I, I mean, I got a long way to go. I, I'm, I'm a fucking dick, but, uh, you know, I guess my, the only goal I have left in life now is to try to be less of a dick. <laughs> I mean, all that aside, sure. What's funny is in my research and and whoever cares about it, um, I found an article on Psychology Today. Uh, it's from March 22nd of this year. There's a new study. Well, I don't even know if there's I'm trying to look to see if there's a study they cited. Here, I'll just read the bullet point. Cognitive biases are generally defined as being systematic errors in reasoning, but this definition is flawed for several reasons. So now they're going back to saying (laughs) that, you know, for the most part, your cognitive biases uh, don't cause errors. (laughs) So I started reading that this morning at like 530 and I almost threw my coffee against the wall. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. They're going to tell us one thing. They're going to tell us another. (laughs) You know, it reminds me of masks. You need a mask. Oh, masks don't work. Fuck you. <laughs> Let's fight about it. Yeah, sorry. I, I have <laughs> noticed going. I, I have noticed, and it's, this is encouraging, that there are certain people in my life who, you know, we kind of grew up with, and and they were a certain way when we were younger and uh, hanging out, and and they were kind of dicks, like we all were. 
But I've noticed as they've gotten older that they, I can almost see the effort they are putting in into being better people. And, you know, because I'm not around them all the time, when I do interact with them, I, I find myself sometimes communicating to them in a way that I would have back in the day yep. when they were different as opposed to where they are now, where they're obviously working toward being better people. And I put that on me. Um, and I'm glad and I'm encouraged to see that some of the people I know are very obviously trying to to put the effort into being better humans. And uh, I don't know. It's just, but then I quickly lose faith when I look at the culture as a whole. And uh, I see that, I don't know. Overall, I think we just seem to take pride in, in just fighting with each other and taking ignorant positions and being stubborn and not giving in. And I don't know. So I, uh, I don't know. I'm all about trying to approach life from the perspective of groups I know really nothing about and stopping considering, you know, how they might think. Maybe that makes me a weaker person, but hopefully it makes me a better person. Well, if we had all the time to make all the decisions in the world, we'd still fuck up. That that should give you some comfort. A lot of times we have cultural bias or confirmation bias because I started it with the joke, but we, t we need these shortcuts to save time. We have to make a lot of decisions in a day. And, uh, you know, if we didn't, we rely on building blocks, you know, so we can make quicker decisions. You know, you think of your muscle memory, your muscles had to learn how to lift all those weights, but now like, there are certain things like even driving. I'm so unconscious with all the things I do. Like my son was amazed. I'm one of the few people that probably uses my blinker all the time. Um, and he, he's like, you don't turn your blinker on. And I'm like, yeah, I do. You just don't see it because you're not paying attention. And then after he he observed me driving a few times where we didn't talk about it, he's like, dad, you really do use your blinker a lot. And I was like, do I? Like, I don't even think about it. But my hand makes the turn, yada, yada. I'm not even fucking thinking about it. I don't know if that's a oversimplification, but again, it's well, time. <laughs> you know, we started talking, we started the, our conversation with you talking about how people spend more time avoiding the things they don't like than going after and doing the things they do like. And, and you know, I think it's the same with society right now, where if you look on, like, if you look on, television and on the news networks it's they're just filled and even sports networks they're, they're filled with pundits you know the punditry and the pundits and everybody on social media and people you might argue with in your personal life everyone is so focused on trying to jam down other people's throats what they know or what they think they know instead of stepping back and considering and taking into account shit that you might not know that you could learn from other people, you know? So I don't know. I guess that's where I want to be. I like it.
What's your takeaway then? You're gonna like stop. Let's have let's all let's stop listen to being a people. dick. Let's uh, let's just stop trying. Let's all tr- start trying to be less of a dick. <laughs> trying to think of trying to think of a Homer Simpson that ties into that, and all I can think of is when Mr. Burns, when Homer led the strike, and he's like, "Let the idiots have their tartar sauce." <laughs> I want my tartar sauce. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably not that good. <laughs> no, but there's, I mean, for who's listening, there's a bunch of stuff on cognitive bias we didn't really talk about, but it's a fascinating topic. And to me, the more you educate yourself on knowing why you think the way you think and understanding what else is out there, like Matt just said, I mean, it can be pretty fascinating. Um And to me, like one thing that's changed in the last few years to me is I spend more time in silence just thinking about kind of what you said, Matt, like what are a couple of things I'm going to do today? Like I'm not, I'm not going to get triggered when somebody cuts me off in traffic, which is going to happen. I think about dumb things like that. Like I'm going to walk around, you know, I, I one time, this is true. I went to Walmart and I hate Walmart or I had a cognitive bias about Walmart. Right. Probably um, an implicit bias about I went in there and walked around and got someone ran their cart into me. Uh it was very I got I got a lot of stress and anxiety walking around Walmart, but I forced myself to walk around there for about 20 minutes as kind of like an exercise. And every time I'd feel myself getting spun up or like I got to get the fuck out of here, which happened a few times, I would just kind of get try to breathe. And try to get rid of that feeling of anxiety on my own. Pretty painful. But I mean, I was successful that time. But there are times I catch myself getting uptight. And I want to like yell or fucking run away and hide. Like uh, the unfrozen caveman lawyer. <laughs> I, just, I just want to run into the hills and howl at the moon. I don't understand your modern ways. What is this fax machine? <laughs> is there a tiny man in there? <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that note, buddy, I think we've killed it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything. I, I'll just be upfront. Except the only thing I know is that the Eagles are a fucking horrible fucking band. Well, that's all. That's that just good taste. That's not any cognitive bias. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dog. All right, man, have a great go one. Attack the week, and let's all try to be less of a dick. Go Bills. <laughs> Stay free. <laughs>